ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. We hope you have, have had a wonderful day or in the process of having a wonderful day, and thank you for taking time out of that to just enjoy this with us, meet a new person, have an amazing conversation, expand your mind on how you live the words that we talk about on this show. My name is Stacy Johnston. Pumped and honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit along with my co host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. It is a beautiful day, and I'm excited to talk to our guest and bring out all the awesome that she has to share. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm excellent. I always look forward to these conversations. And, you know, I'm going to say right now, if I had to pick the thing I'm looking forward to the most, after the conversation we just had prior to this recording, I'm going to say maybe it's fall weather (laughs) right now. Right I listened to this lady talk about the beauty over there in the U.K. where she's joining us from and the cool weather and the, and the sea and the mountains. And I walk outside, it's already 100 degrees. <laughs> Everything's the color of a paper sack. So I, I'm already hopeful. I mean, we haven't even got this conversation started. How about you? I told my husband the other day, I said, you know, I feel like it's good for your soul when you wake up in the morning and you walk outside and you're like, man, it's beautiful here. I was like, in this desert, it's just—it's not doing it for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing that beauty. I'm not seeing it. Uh, but you know what, Cass? I've learned through this podcast is that the world itself in general, as dry as it might be, or hot, or disturbed, or in all this chaos that we see around us, the world is really a beautiful place filled with the most amazing people that have the most wonderful insight and wisdom Everybody's walked a journey. Everybody's got a story to tell. Everybody's learned something. And I just feel like this is such a gift for us in the middle of all this going on, right? All the fussing we can do about heat waves and dust and, and the status of our world. But uh, I feel so honored and humbled. Really, I think it's a great way to be able to sit and share these conversations with you, meet these amazing people, engage in this this wisdom, this goal that I get to get to share and own and write down and then play it out of my life. So, uh, yeah, I'm pumped about it. Where does it take you? That's it. That's well, that's why, we, that, that's why we do it, right, to show yeah. people that there, there's extraordinary in the ordinary, that everybody has a story that needs to be, to be told. I, I always say that your struggle is going to be somebody's survival guide. So, you know, just by simply sharing your story can make a difference. So mm, I, think it, I think the whole thing is beautiful. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing it with me. Thank you for walking this journey with me, just in case I haven't told you that today. I appreciate your, your presence in it with me. So let's take a minute and let's open this up and bring in our guest and let's have a great conversation. We are honored today to have a lady joining us back from the U.K., I'm Leah Nath. It's Nash is her last name, Nath, N-A-T-H, and we are honored to have her back with us on this show. So welcome. Join us, Emily. How are you today? I'm very well, and thank you so much for having me back. It's such an honor to reconnect with you all. Oh, well, we had such a great time the first time. <laughs> only fitting that we do this again. So let's kick this show off, girl. Today we're going to talk about the word vision. When you hear the word vision, when you think about how the word vision plays out into your life, describe that for us. For me, vision is 
the foresight of being open to what you want to create and that may be anything, maybe Beyonce style or may just be ordinary style, but whatever it is, it's knowing and having that passion within you to um, know the possibility that it can happen for you. That's what vision means for me. Stacey, what about you? You know, when I, I think when I hear the word vision, I think about hints from God. Right when I think about vision, I think that if, if I'm able to, to see myself in it, if I can visualize it, if I can close my eyes and I can go there and be a part of that vision, then I think that that's real for me. I think it's a possibility. I think I don't, I don't think I have beautiful grand visions about things that aren't for me to do. Like I don't spend any time thinking about what it's going to be like to hike Mount Everest, right? Because I know that that's not within the scope of what I see for me in my vision. So I think vision to me, I always try to take the words inside. So vision for me is what do I see? What's the scope of my vision? What am I willing to see? How about that for broad? And we'll break it down later. But broadly, I think it's vision for me is what am I willing to see? How about you, Cassie? I think uh, vision is, you know, like you said, you don't ever spend any time thinking about climbing Mount Everest. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that things come to your mind and are brought to your attention and come to you when you're sleeping because they're they're meant for someone else, right? I think that vision is your willingness to accept the message, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever the message is, you have to be willing to see it in whatever form it comes in. There you go. I like that. I, I think sometimes you're right. I think we, we put out something out there and you have an expectation of how we're going to see that manifest. If that makes sense. We have a, this vision, this picture in our mind of how that whole thing is going to come together. And maybe it's coming together a completely different way over here. But if you're not willing to open up that scope of vision to see it from over here instead of over here, we miss it. And that's a beautiful point. Emily, where does that all take you? It takes me to, um, I love I love what you guys have just been talking about, and especially when you're talking about expectation. It really took me to that place where we restrict ourselves because the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, has such a bigger plan for us than we have for ourselves. And I describe this to my clients as in, we are always aiming for the garden shed because we think that's what our vision is and that's what we're aspiring to. And the universe wants to give us a mansion and villa and you know everything else, but we can't have that foresight because we're restricting it to our own vision. And you are spot on in saying that we need to let go and allow the universe, God, to show us what the actual vision is. And 
open ourselves to it, open ourselves to knowing that we deserve it. Because I think that's where the restriction comes in, that we don't feel we deserve it. So therefore, we don't allow the vision to be grander than you know, what we feel. Mm. I like that. I like that. I think that is, is so very true. You know, I think we take words like a vision, okay, just as an example. And when you, just in the lay, when you think about this word, you think about how well do I see, right? What's my vision? Can, do I need glasses? Do I not need glasses? My vision's messed up. I have a migraine. And very seldom do we take the words that we use in our ordinary life and put them in a different place, right? And recognize what's underneath that, that general term of vision. So let's talk about how you, how you encourage the vision of other people. I saw a question the other day on Facebook that said, what is your definition of a visionary leader? Okay. And I know we all three stand in a position as coaches, right? We all have a different path and a different, a, a different clientele, if you would, a different realm that we try to reach with what we do. But we're all coaches and we're all trying to create a vision for our people to move forward. How do you do that? Cassie, start. Where do you start helping someone else with a vision? By basically telling them the same thing, you know. As we all know, society would have you believe that in order to be viewed as a productive member of society, you must have a 9-to-5 job backed by a degree, backed by 12 years of education. You know, there's, there's certain steps that you have to go through to be considered productive, right? And I think that making things like, you know, taking that vision and seeing it as as a creative message, right? If you didn't think about making things, then or if you weren't supposed to, then you wouldn't think about it, right? So honing in on that that constant message, right? If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't see it. If it wasn't for you, you wouldn't think about it. So normalizing, you know, working with your hands and creating and being different and going against the grain, right? Because it's okay. If everybody was the same, the world would be so boring. Right. Mm. I like that. Good concept. How about you, Emily? I like that, Kathy. I like the strength in that. I like that too. Um, I would basically start off by asking the question, what would you want in your life if there was no restrictions? How would you want that life to be? What would you want in that life? And then start to open the person up to actually exploring outside of the boundaries they put within themselves. And I think exactly what you were saying <clears throat> with regards to we have these preconceived ideas that we have to have a college education, we have to do a nine to five, we have to be earning a certain amount. Just basically allow a person to see outside of those restrictions what would they want if you know we didn't put that on them and then allow them to really open them up to that concept so that they can start to maybe hear that inner voice that, that has been restricted for so long to 
see what that actual vision is. But yeah, that's where I would be starting, just by asking that one little question. What would you want your life to be? Yeah. Good question. And how many people don't even know how to answer that? Exactly. Right. Because exactly. we've been so restricted that we haven't yeah. allowed ourselves, you know, to think outside of it. Right. It's easy to see what we want what other people want our life to be, right? What our what our spouses need and our job needs and our, our children need and our, our friends need, what our tribe needs. It's easy to see that. It's harder to see what you want it to be. I mean it's your story. Write the story. Right? <clears throat> you know, I think for me when I'm trying to talk to somebody about vision, I go back to the old saying that you have to change the way you see things before what you see changes. And, and so that's about changing, that's about vision, right? That's about, if you stay, like we talked about before, so focused on it being this one way that you are reluctant or hesitant or not going to look and chance to see it another way, then I think you miss it. So I think training, and training is a bad word, encouraging people to change the way they see it, then what they see changes, right? And I, I think that's a process. And okay, what what do you see in that? Maybe it's an emotion around it. Maybe it's um, maybe it's a maybe it's fear. Maybe it's something around that that they have to get past that part. So then they can change the way it looks. I know that I'm in that place in my life right now. I've got some things in my life that I have decided I just need to change the way that I see them, so that what I see in it is different. Uh-huh. A vision scope. Uh-huh. I don't know. I think that's the best way we can go to, to walk through it ourselves. You know, isn't that the other old saying? If you want to know what's on the road ahead, as somebody coming back. So. Yeah. Plus, yeah. I think it's easier for us to block our own blessings based on assumption rather than go through and actually walk through it. Amen. It's the fear of the that, unknown. Yeah. You know, you can't see the next step, right? But that doesn't mean you shouldn't take the first one. And that's, right. I think that's what blocks people, is the, the fear with the vision, right? They're like, yeah, that's cool. It sounds great, but I have to go through A, B, and C to get there, and that scares me. And that stops people. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I soundly believe that we don't ever have control over what is presented sometimes to us in a day, right? What you see in your everyday world while you're just going through the motions. You don't have any control over what you see out there. And I think we see a whole lot more in a day than we recognize that we see. But you do get to choose what, what you put any energy into, right? As far as, as what you're seeing and what you're doing with that. Okay, so let's take vision in a little bit different route. When you look at when you look at vision in a in a, a bigger scope, well, let's take it to a larger spot. How do you people I think I remember rephrasing that. I know many people that have had a a vision, a desire, a dream. I, I see this happening and as things come along, circumstances and life change doesn't come true. And so they, they just, they stop. We stop believing that 
in that vision. We stop dreaming. We stop moving forward. How do you use vision as a motivating factor to keep moving forward, especially when it's hard? Right? When you walk outside at night and there's no lights on and it's dark, for a moment, it's, there's no vision. You can't see. But if you just wait a second and give your brain and body time to adjust to where you are, pretty soon your vision returns. How does that apply to to that loss, that feeling like you can't you can't get there? Emily, you go first. When those that God, that is when you need to really hit into the faith within yourself, but that strong belief, but also call upon the people around you to give you that strength when you don't have the strength in yourself. Because that's when I touch into my support network. Whether that support network is me listening to YouTube positive stuff or whether it's actually calling friends and family to lift me up. But that's when I need to tap into other people's strength and to then start believing in myself. Because the vision that we are given doesn't necessarily manifest when we want it to manifest. It's going to manifest when the universe, God, thinks that everything around us is aligned and we're ready for it. Because we've got to be, given the example of winning a lottery, great. We've got to be ready to receive that money so that we can accumulate and use that money so that we can know what to do with that money rather than just blow it all in one go and then kind of end up exactly where we are. So the universe is only going to give us what we feels we are ready to receive. And that for a human being can be the toughest thing because we, we kind of feel we're ready now, but actually we don't know the bigger picture. So that's when exactly what you were saying, we can walk into a darkest tunnel going, come on, where, where is it? Why aren't we not getting it? And in those times, make sure in the tunnel you have your toolbox of your best people, positive people, people who are going to lift you up to help to carry you forward. That's when you need to call upon your own belief, faith, but the support of others and the love of others. So that's basically what I would say to the people. I like it. Beautiful. How encouraging. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Kathy? Um, I would probably start by informing them, you know, nobody is born amazing at anything. It takes practice. Whatever it is, it takes practice. Even if, Even if you have natural talent, it takes practice. Right, practice makes perfect. And being okay with the fact that, you know, yeah, there's steps, and yeah, it's okay if you fall down as long as you get up. Right, it doesn't matter how many times you fall, it's about how many times you get back up. Because failing is human, right? But failing forward is takes effort, right? Because people fail. And then they get discouraged, right? And they're like, oh, no, that's not for me. But what they don't realize is that if they would just get up and try again and try again and try again, then eventually they won't. 
right? Eventually, they will master whatever it is, whatever they're they're going for, because if they're trying so hard for it, for a reason. So I, like I think that you know, starting off with stumbling is normal, failing is human, getting back up is where the effort comes in, right? That's how bad do you want it? I love it. I love it. And it's true. What what are you willing to strive for? What are you willing to work through? To own the vision. So when we, let's take it one more place. Let's take it to the other side. I, I believe it was John Maxwell that said, if your ideas are always the best ideas at the table, you meet some new people at your table. Okay? And I think that has a lot to do with vision, right? If you're trying to move forward, if you're trying to make the next thing happen, if you're trying to, to live that vision and that dream, how important do you believe in it to have people around you that you're willing to let also have visions and dreams in it? Does that make sense? I mean, so I think so many times we get a, we get a, vote, we get a focus, we get a vision, and we are offended, put off, disgruntled by all the people that don't see our vision. But that's your lens. How much more beautiful could that be if you let the vision and the magic of those around you contribute to that? Right, that visionary leader place. How easy it is for you to let other people's visions come in. Kathy? I think it really depends on the situation, right? Because... You know, depending on depending on the goal, depending on the vision, you know, some goals are incredibly selfish and don't require collective inspiration. But I think for the most part, you know, if people were more open to allowing other people to be like, hey, you know, this is also an option. Even being okay with saying, I'll consider your opinion, right, instead of getting super defensive about it, I think would make some things easier. Right. Because just because you didn't think about it doesn't mean that it's not a great idea. Touche. Touche. How about you, Emily? I think... I agree with what you said, and I think as you were saying it, I was thinking how much a vision is a very personal thing as well, because it's personal mm-hmm. to you, and it's not necessarily the same, because we all have a different perspective of the same thing. So it's not getting offended with regards to if somebody doesn't see the vision in the same way as you see a vision, but it's having faith that that's okay. Because if it's something that is direct to your own life and your own person, then it doesn't matter if somebody sees it or not or understands it fully or not. It's more about do you have the clarity of what it is that you want? And if it is a collective, then it's being open to tweaking so that you see what another person is seeing and maybe seeing a vision in a different angle 
and maybe that might be a lot more superior than what you thought your own vision was. So I think there is definitely that needing to be open to tweaking things and seeing things in a different light and not being so always tied into it being in the same way as you feel it needs to be. Mm. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think, you know, it's like you said, when you, when you need that lift up, when you need some encouragement for your vision, you go to your tribe. You go to your, your people of support, right? And how many times are you talking about a thing? I, I really have this great idea, and they're talking about this thing, and, and somewhere along the way, someone comes in and goes, you know, you could, and it completely makes it work. You're like, that's the piece I was missing. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's, yeah, taking yourself out of the blinkers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think think vision can be so many things. I think it's such a broad word from do you need glasses to how do you see the world, right? Um, And and everything in between. I think it, it can be such a powerful word. So, I, I love this. I've had such a great time with this conversation. I could just keep on having it. But we are regretfully at a place where we are going to have to wind down with respect to you as our guest and your time and with respect to our audience. So I would love for our audience to always remember that we are brought to you by God and by grace and enlighten up. If you want to talk with us, you want to share your story or a banner or a word or you just need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say. So please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. I'm going to take my moment of close by saying, Amelia, thank you so much for joining us from the UK. I hope you've had a wonderful day. Um, I, I so appreciate your insight and your wisdom and your knowledge. Thank you for the space that you provide and uh, for the hero that you are to so many people and for joining us. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? Um, as usual, with a challenge, but a personal challenge, right? We've talked about the fact that if it wasn't for you, it wouldn't keep coming back to you. It wouldn't keep, you wouldn't keep thinking about it, right? So my challenge today is to think about the things that are coming back to you and, you know, that you keep thinking about and you keep dreaming about because those are visions and those are real and those are for you, right? So pay attention to them. What a cool challenge. I hope someone takes you up on that and then lets us know the step they took. What a great challenge. Thank you, Kathy, for always doing that and laying those out. I love them. Amelia, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us. Give us the last 90 seconds and leave us with your thoughts. How would you like to close our show today? I would just like to say thank you for inviting me back and reconnecting with the audience and being able to share this powerful topic that we've spoken about today and I would just basically like to leave one final nugget for everybody trust your inner voice trust what it's saying to you and exactly as we've been saying throughout today that if you are being led down a particular path don't be afraid to take that first step you don't need to know the 600 steps that follow just take that first one and then the next, and then the next, and see where that can lead you.